Hello friends, it's another Tuesday and I welcome you to the Mental Catalyst. I am Michael Amankwa. The Mental Catalyst or TMC is a show that seeks to empower everyone to achieve their purpose and full potential on earth. Once again, welcome. Today's episode is episode 10 of season 4 titled Endurance Week. Review of uh, Endurance Week. Um, the one before, which was about two weeks ago, was season for episode nine titled resilience week so as most people have been following tmc and activities uh, last week uh, myself and a few good men uh, decided to take a week off to go have fun at you know afajato you know and in, in volta region so today's is about the week's activities the challenges the lessons just an overview of that, which is what I intend to share today. So I'm going to start with two key words. Uh, the first one is resilience. Resilience. And it's, that's the first word. Then the second one is endurance. So the first one, resilience. What is the meaning of resilience? The meaning of resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and toughness. I'll take it again. The capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and toughness. Then endurance was the meaning or definition of endurance. The ability to endure and the ability to endure an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. Okay, basically it's about giving up. So I take that again. The ability to endure an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. So why are these two keywords are important? The function of man is to live, not just live, but to live a good life. And to live a good life, one needs to know thyself. And to know thyself, you have to go through a lot of life's challenges and whatever life has to offer. And for you to be able to live a good life, when it's all said and done, you cannot know thyself without being resilient and, and having endurance. So as most people know, I'm on a project to go hike Kilimanjaro next month, which is uh, September 15th. And as part of my training, I decided to, you know, I took a week off and walked from my email site to Pediasi three times a day from like 5 a.m. to about 11 for five, five days. That was done about three weeks ago. Then the second activity, which was the week of resilience, which was for Mount Afajato. And for that, I had to go to the Volta region, Liakte Borte, I think that's the name, uh, the municipality, or the name of the community, and hike Afajato on a daily basis. So on the 14th of August, 2022, myself, another gentleman called uh, Clemens Dakum, and Charles Jokuto, uh, left Accra and went to Afajato to start the week. So we got there late afternoon, had lunch, and uh, got settled in. And, you know, when I go to Kilimanjaro, of course, I'm not going to sleep in a nice bed, you know, in a nice house. I'm going to sleep in a tent. So when I went to 
uh, Afajato. The plan was to experience sleeping in a tent, something that I had never done before. So two tents were set up for myself and Clemens. Charles, our young uh, <laughs> lion, had the, uh, the luxury of sleeping in the room. But Charles, uh, Clemens and I had the tent. So the first day, every day, the plan was to wake up at 5.30, get ready by 6, and then go climb Mount Afajato. Okay? And I knew it was going to be a tough week. And the reason why I knew it was going to be tough was that, you know, during the resilience week, it was pretty difficult because I had a challenge with my, my, my legs and my ankle for which I, had, I developed some muscle pain. So I knew that hiking Afajato for five days straight was going to be a challenge. But I also knew that I was going to test my endurance. And what I wanted to do was to, to see whether I was really prepared and ready for the big challenge of hiking um, Kumanjaro. So 5.30, we get ready. Six o'clock, we have, you know, we have our, our breakfast. When we're going, we bought four pieces of bread. So we'll just make some quick tea and then we pack our hiking gear and then off we go. So when we go, to, we get to the bottom. The first day we got to the bottom of, I call it the base camp of Afajato. You know, we all held hands, did a quick prayer because in anything you do, you want to commit it to, you know, to, 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 to our, our maker upstairs. So I had a quick prayer, gave them a little pep talk and then Charlie, off we went. So... We, we, we went up, and for me, I had done Afajato twice. You know, I had done, which was in February this year, and then May 7th this year. Charles also did it May 7th with me, you know, as part of a TMC arrangement that we had. But Clement, prior to that, 20 years ago, I had tried to summit Afajato, and he gave up along the, along the line and had not, and was not able to summit. So this was his first time. So off we went. We were able to get to the top of you know, Afajato in no time. I think the first day we did about an hour, you know, a couple of minutes on top of that. And then we descended. Then after that, we added on a walk to Togo Waterfalls, uh, which is also close to, you know, uh, Afajato Mountain. I think that's about 45 minutes walk. So we did that as well. Came back to, to base, which is uh, our lodge, Togbo, Tag, Tagbo Falls Lodge. I keep missing, <laughs> messing up the name. Tagbo Falls Lodge, yeah? So we went there and the first day was done. Second day, up, we went again. Uh, this time around, we went up. We got a guide, so we went up. And then we decided to also add the second tallest mountain in Ghana to that trip. So that the second tallest mountain is called Eduedu um, Mountain Eduedu. So you climb all the way to Afajato, then you descend from you know the other side. There are, there are two key entrances to Afajato. Yeah, one takes you through the town, and the other one I think there's a village somewhere. So you descend, and then you do another long walk all the way to the Eduedu. And when you get up there, Eduedu gives you a whole different uh, view as well. Okay, so we did that, came back. So on that day, we did I think about five hours of hike. We did about five hours of hike. And for me, as we're doing it, you know, there were a lot of things I was looking at, you know, I was checking whether I was physically fit and ready. I was listening to my body. I was having different thoughts here and there. But most importantly, I was also watching the two gentlemen that I had, you know, luckily for me, I'd, I've had a, like, the time to do a lot of practice in the past in terms of my daily walks, running, you know, cycling, and then the long walk at Ibri. But here I was with two gentlemen who had who you know who didn't have the opportunity to train as much as i did so now here they were 
you know, in, in a challenge or in a situation where they, where they were not fully prepared. But now they were a guy who was determined to do a fajr to, you know, five days straight and all of that. So, but on a Tuesday, the second day, I realized that the pain, the, the, the injury that I, I developed from uh, the Yemensa trip, uh, you know, reared its head. I started feeling pain again in my, uh, in my leg. And I realized that this was not looking good. At that point, I became a little bit alarmed. I was worried that, you know, if this continued, then I will not be, it's either I cut that further toe trip short and then allow my, my injury to fully heal before September 15, or I have to, you know, just, you know, walk through it and, and then see how far I go. But luckily for me, you know, when you, you, you have a project, you embark on a journey and you, you invite the good Lord to join you, he puts, he, he puts solutions in your way. Luckily for me, Clemens had a cream uh, called um, polar ice. It's just like deep heat or deep freeze. I had deep heat and deep freeze with me, and I'd used them in the past. They didn't give me the kind of relief that this polar ice gave me. The moment I applied it, like within an hour, the, the injury it just started disappearing. Within like two hours, it was gone. That was like God manifesting his presence. I just knew that he was there. That alone also told me that, you know what, a fajato will be what? Finished, finished. Because the only concern I had at that time, which was, I think, on the Tuesday, when I, the, 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 the injury reared its head back, was that. Now, here I was having access to a cream that I applied and I sorted it out. So, the Wednesday, I knew that, Charlie, you know, action time. So, we hiked again. We hiked again um, to a fajato. But the interesting thing was, the first day, when we went, all of us fell down multiple times either going up or coming down we fell down multiple times but by the, the the third day which was the wednesday we were falling less and less and less okay we're falling less and less and less so i think on the thursday or the same wednesday we decided to do a fajr so we did one trip and then we went to another waterfall which is the Tizo waterfall very very beautiful very very it's not popular people don't talk about it i just heard about it when we were there extremely beautiful yeah so we, we hiked we went, I sat on Okada, I didn't even know where to place my leg. And I asked where to place my leg, and guys were laughing at me. But we sat on Okada and went all the way to the Tiso Waterfall. Beautiful, beautiful experience. So when we came back, then on Thursday, we decided to hike twice. So go up, and then come back down, and go back up again. But through all of this, I was watching these two gentlemen who were really having a difficult time. They were having the... the you know, like started crazy time because they were not fully prepared, and because they were with me, I also made them aware that we're not going to quit, we're not going to give up. Quitting was not an option. So I knew that look, they were they were struggling, but the will, the desire to succeed, manifested itself. So we kept on talking to each other. So we got to a point on Thursday. I said, Charles, you are going to be the leader. You are going to lead us to get to the top. Okay, you're going to be the leader. Clemens is going to be between, you know, you and I. So I was at the end. Charles was in front and, you know, Clemens was in the middle. So when I motivated him with that being the leader, of course, if he's a leader, then he had to get us to the top. But in going through all of this, I was looking at the team dynamics. Okay, how do I, at somebody of my caliber and level, how do I groom and make new leaders? How do I get these guys to be 100 times better than me? So when I, I, I put Charles in that position, you know, I knew that 
he was going to succeed because he's very competitive and he has the will, has a drive, even though physically he was tired. And prior to that, on the Monday, the first Monday hike that we did, his hiking boots, the soles, fell off. You know, when we got to the summit, we're descending, the soles came up. So this guy had to kind of like walk barefooted, yeah, all the way from the down to the bottom. So he exhibited what? Resilience. He endured. He did not give up. So I've shared pictures of the boots that, you know, uh, the soles came off and all of that. So we did that on, on Thursday successfully. Then on Friday, it was Clement's time to leave. But Friday was more challenging. We're going to do it three times back to back. Three times back to back. But in all of this, I was having a difficult time because I was not able to sleep in the tent. I was not able to sleep. The tent did not have ventilation. So when you're in, your, your body heat, you know, and you're in, in the air you breathe and all of that is stuck in there. So it's stagnant. So it's difficult to breathe. So I was not able to sleep. Coupled with the ducks, the frogs, and the crickets making noise and the cats. Okay? So I, was, I, was, I didn't really have any good sleep the whole time that we were there. But remember that there's a reason why I subjected myself to all of this. Because when I go to Kilimanjaro, I'm going to be in an environment where it's going to be very challenging. So I didn't want to go to Kilimanjaro and experience things that I could have experienced here. So, you know, sleeping in a tent, something I've never done before, you know, I wanted to know how it's going to feel. So when I go to Kilimanjaro, I will know what to expect. So I want to minimize the surprises I'm going to have at Kilimanjaro. That was part of the reason why I subjected myself to this torturous project. But I also said to myself that, you know what? Yes, I know I'm a, I'm, I'm a liar. I know I'm a go-getter. I know I'm a fighter. I know, well, you know when I set goals, I put in my all and all of that. But I needed evidence. I wanted to test myself. Yeah, I wanted to test myself. I wanted to know how far, at what point I would break. Okay? So there are mornings when I wake up, I really don't feel like going. I don't feel like going because I didn't have good sleep. You know, I didn't have good sleep. And I'm a very light sleeper. So any little noise, I will not be able to sleep. So now I was really struggling and knowing very well that, look, with the lack of sleep that I had, now we're going to do a three, you know, hike back to back. That was going to be torturous. But I also knew that with the resilience and endurance, you know, at the back of my mind, there's no way I was not going to do it. So Clemens was the leader. And we went, we did the, you know, we did the first one. On our, you know, we, we got to the top. On our way back down, then it started raining heavily. So it had rained on Monday, which we had done, because that was only one hike. But on Friday, the morning, it started raining and it was very, very heavy. At that point, we had two choices. Either, look, we just chill and wait for the, the rain to stop and go. But I was like, guys, let us go. Let us go. So, and then if, and, and because we had done the route a number of times, we knew where to step, where to, you know, what, what routes to hold, what, what part of the rocks to, to hold for support and all of that. But now with rain, now all of that becomes more difficult. Yeah, extremely difficult, extremely difficult. Now we couldn't tell, you know, uh, what rocks to hold, what leaves, because right now the leaves were kind of like wet, there was water flowing, you know, it was muddy and all of that. So it became very, very difficult. But I embraced and I loved the challenge because when you ask God for something, He's going to give it to you. So now here we were with all the elements coming together to do what? To deal with us. And the first time we go to that summit as well, I saw ants with wings. And this ants and wings, you know, with wings, kind of like, you know, decided to like set them, you know, create separate groups. And we're just hovering around us and then just disturbing us. So we didn't get to stay long up there. But now whilst we're coming down, then the rain started. 
Okay, the range started. I'm not going to talk about uh, my daydreaming in this part because I don't want trouble. So I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll leave that out. So the range started and it was very heavy. But I, I embraced it. I was happy about it because in life, you don't always have to wait for challenges to come at you. You can create your own challenges and then see how well you do. So that in the future, when you encounter it, you've seen it before and you know how to go about it. Okay, you know how to go about it. So some of the key challenges that we had within the seven days that we were there, primarily were cold because you know when you know when it rains, it's 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 it's, it's very very cold. The heavy rains, the wet tent, you know. So you go in there and your tent is wet. So it got to a point where you know the mattress was was you know was wet. Okay. Then the other one which was most difficult was the wet shoes. You know the hiking boots I had was like heavy heavy, and when it got wet, it was like insanely heavy. And then now the socks also got very wet. So now here we we were with soaked shoes and socks, and it's very difficult to walk in what with shoes and socks that are wet, coupled with the terrain. You know the wet floor, the wet ground, the roots. You know the leaves and then the rocks and all of that. And then the muddy water that's coming. So it became very very difficult to 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 walk to you know uh to, to to walk in and then the flies and the bees when you get to the top they hover around you and it's it's, it's very annoying it's very very annoying as well so all of these elements when you put it together you, you start questioning asking yourself charlie why am i doing this is it really necessary do i really have to go through all of this kind of you know i'm not being paid for it or anything like that but for me i was embracing i was enjoying it because i wanted the discomfort because in life if you don't if you're in comfort all the time you're not developing you're not developing. You're not learning. You're not knowing who you are. Yeah. So I, I embraced it and I liked it because in the process, it's teaching you patience. It's teaching you a lot of things that you don't even know you're learning. And these are the things that you need to be able to succeed in your professional life or in personal life and things like that. Then fatigue also setting because with lack of sleep now, your body, you know, you get you get tired faster. And and in the mornings we don't really have like heavy breakfast. On our way, we got four pieces of wheat wheat bread and then we'll just you know cut slice slice some for ourselves and then just have a cup of tea and then off we go so we're not like really really well nourished in terms of eating when we're doing the morning so all of that and then the heavy the heavy heavy you know hike you know and the pace the pace at which we're going was also draining and sapping our energy right so now we're, we're dealing with what fatigue you were you know legs that were super tired then waist then your waist area you start feeling pains because you kept on going coming down so our, the waist area we started feeling pains in around that as well then the headaches were well, slight headaches and then dizziness you know i felt a little bit of that but then i had to take water and then you know chill okay but this is also interesting something that i realized the first day we did about an hour and you know a little bit on top of it then i think on thursday we decided that we were going to go straight without stopping okay prior to that our record was like 53 minutes to the top on thursday when charles was leading we actually did it in 30 minutes non-stop 30 minutes to afaja to the summit and back okay but here were guys who have not had the chance to really train and prepare and all of that who were just put in a situation so these guys had to become what superheroes they had to dig deep into themselves a part of themselves that they didn't know existed to really really what keep pushing and when i look at them I'm like look these guys are the two heroes of us endurance week because it was torturous and now i know for a fact that look tons and tons of people will give up will give up but these two gentlemen charles and clemens did not in the west of it all they are setting records okay they are setting records 
Then the hunger, because we're not eating well, that also came in and, you know, took a hit here and there. Then doubts, you know, doubts also creeps in. And then you have the thought of, Chaleka, I've done enough. Do I have to keep going and all of those things? And, and having a strong mindset is crucial and key here, okay? Personally, for me, I was like, look, I am going to finish. If I have to walk on my head, I'm going to walk on my head. I'm going to finish. You remember what I always say? When you have, good, you have goals, put them out there and try to go. Do your very best to, you know, to complete them. Only give, give in or give up when your health, your, your life is in, is in sincere danger. And at that point, I didn't think I was in any form of danger. For the little discomfort here and there, I knew it was part of, you know, what I had bargained for, okay? What I had bargained for. Then the part that also got me most nights was that we're sharing, you know, a bamboo wall with a cemetery, with a cemetery. And I'm not really, really superstitious, but sleeping outside in a tent, no cement cement wall or with, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Electric fence, no security guard. You know, you have these elements of dogs and all of those making noise. And then you have a cemetery next door. I mean, you can imagine. So there are nights when I had to get out of my tent to go and pee. And I'm like, Charlie, what am I doing here? I mean, this killing thing there, you know, I'm not sure whether it's really worth it. Then I remember why I started, you know, then I'm like, you know what? No, I got to go through it. I have to go. I don't have to stop. So the cemetery, cemetery part got me a little bit. It got me a little bit because you're not talking about tents that are like super strong, you know, so it's just like you're exposed, you're exposed. So, but that was an interesting experience as well. Okay. But what were some of the key lessons? Yeah. So I wanted to know whether truly, I knew I, I was, I'm, I'm a type that could really persevere. I'm resilient and all of that, but I wanted like real proof, you know, I wanted like real proof. So having been able to hike, you know, Afajato for 10 times in a week, 10 times, summited in 10 times for a week. I know for a fact that when it comes to perseverance, resilience, and endurance, I can check them. And these are things that I believe the other guys also, you know, are taking away. But most importantly, I want those who are watching and listening to know that, look, it's important for you to succeed at life. You have to persevere. You have to be resilient. You have to endure. Okay? You have to. Then teamwork. So it got to a point where, you know, for us to be able to succeed the way we did, we had to do teamwork. I had to, you know, even though I was, you know, uh, the, the key guy behind it, I needed to also make sure that, look, I, I was listening to the leaders. Because when I made Charles a leader, then I, I could not, I can't be given instructions. Yeah, I had to listen to him. So I had to listen and, and, and obey his instructions and things like that. When Clemens was the leader, we, we, you know, had to do that. So in terms of leadership, you know, in terms of teamwork, it was brilliant because we did a lot of teamwork. We did things together. And, you know, and as the senior, senior person who was there, when I realized they were struggling and things, I'll keep on motivating them and stuff like that. Charles had his own little jokes here and there. You know, he kept on saying, my leg, my leg. He became a rapper during the process, you know. And, and so we had fun. Clemens would conserve his, his energy by not talking much because he's trying to figure out, you know, how to succeed and how to, you know, all of this. So they got to know who they were, you know. And I remember what I said, know thyself. And to know thyself, you have to push yourself. Don't wait for life to push you. Set things up and through the process, know yourself so that you know how to what, prepare for the things that you seek in life. Okay? And, when you, and, and also set huge, big, humongous goals. You know, I mean, anybody who hears that, look, the guys took a week off to go and summit a fajat on a daily basis. I, I'm setting that everybody think we are crazy. Yes? But I consider that a huge, humongous goal towards a bigger goal. Okay, so set huge goals that when you achieve it, you look back and you're like, you know what, I did it. And you should be proud of what you, you, you've done. Okay. Then I also wanted to know whether truly am I fit enough to go to Kilimanjaro. 
I can cautiously, optimistically say that, you know what, I think my fitness level, I am solid. I don't recollect feeling like really, really super tired whilst I was hiking. Uh, I think the only part was that I already knew the route, so it became like a chore. I wasn't feeling, you know, any serious uneasiness that made me question whether, no. So in terms of confirmation, all the prior physical activities I had done with TMC and all of that, it was paying off. It was paying, paying off. When I compare it to the very first time I, I, I hiked the project tour in February and what we did, I mean, they're like miles apart, you know. So practice, practice, practice yields results. And that's what was confirmed to me uh, during this trip. Okay, in a connection with nature, when I was there the whole time, okay, just being with nature, you know, the mountain, the bamboo trees, the, the, the waterfalls and all of those things, I, was, I just felt I was in a whole different world. I was in like paradise. It was so beautiful. I didn't feel any stress. I was calm. I had inner peace. I was just like super happy, you know, a feeling that I've not had in a very long time. You know, a feeling that I've never had in a very, very long time. So, you know, connecting with nature the way we did, you know, even though the flies, the ants with uh, wings and the bees, you know, uh, I sighted snakes twice, you know, and all of those, some of them were a little bit scary. But in, in, in totality, it was an amazing experience. You know, it was an amazing experience. Hearing the waterfall, you know, it gush. Hearing the stream, you know, just flow, seeing the bamboo trees kind of like connect and build like a, a little cover of, I mean, it was just insanely beautiful. It's just something out of this world. And that feeling is something that is, to me, is priceless. I felt, I, I, you know, there's a sense of freedom, you know, there's a sense of freedom. You know, when you live in a city, you feel like, you know, you're trapped, you know, because there's too much going on. There's a lot of issues, pressure, demands, and all of those things. Whilst there, it's like I had left everything behind me, you know, so there was that sense of freedom. And if I truly was a bird, I, 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 you know, a bird, I know I will fly, you know, I'll fly, I'll fly, you know. That sense of freedom was there, which is something that my spirit was filled with hope, you know. Looking at all the big dreams and the things I have to do and I want to do, I just knew that I was, I would be able to do it because of what I had gone through and how I felt. So there was that spirit of hope and belief, you know. And, and, and it was powerful, yeah, the bamboo uh, paradise experience. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I like sweet, you know, I love that as well. And I talked about all four. Then the sense, and being able to hike it 10 times, now you know for a fact that you have evidence of being a conqueror, a winner, you know. So that experience is something that I personally, I'll be able to take into other things I do. You know, so you know, as an entrepreneur and working on my next big, you know, uh, business ideas and things like that, when I connect it, I just know that you know what I am going to succeed at those things. In the past, you know, in my past life, I always put entrepreneurship, work, and money and all of those things first. Okay, and I was chasing those things, but now that I'm a little bit more wiser, I've realized that no, that should even come last because when I build my foundation and it's strong and solid, I will now be able to now tackle business properly. So now it's about living smart, living smart, living smart, which starts with what you taking care of your physical health, your mental health, your mindset, and all those things that we talk about in TMC. Then now you zoom in on business. Now, when you're doing that, it really makes sense and it fits. Okay, it fits. Now, increasing the faith of my maker. At that point, I realized that, look, my God truly exists. Because when I looked at my progress from where I have been to where I am, the experience, the feeling, the thoughts, the hope, all of those things, I can't deny it. I can't deny it that, look, 
He is there every step of the way. He's there every step of the way. And when it's all said and done, whatever I am, I've done and I'm doing is to his glory. I just knew it. And that alone. So anytime I felt that like I was bored or I didn't, I felt like, oh, you know what? Is this thing really worth it? I knew that the ultimate glory was his. Therefore, why quit? Why quit? You know, so there's a bigger purpose aside my personal, you know, ambition of being able to be prepared to go, you know, finish Kilimanjaro. I knew that I wanted to let him know that, look, I believe in him and I trust in him. And I know that when I set big goals, even though I may be delayed in certain, you know, areas, when it's all said and done, he will see me through. And it was proven. It was proven. Okay. And he also I talked about how when you have goals and you, you include God, he always finds ways for you to, 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 you know, keep moving. So when I talk about the magic cream that Clemens gave, now I know that I'm going to take that all the way to Tanzania with me. And if I encounter any physical, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to definitely use it, which I, I think that it's like a big, big plus. And the fact that he was able to, uh, you know, God was able to, get good people even where we lodge in the table four so that was like the caretaker the the, the manager that's called elvis really nice guy he really took good care of us the cooks you know they just took like really really good care of us so we had like a really lovely time no long things no drama no fights no disagreements it was just filled with humor laughter and and we teasing each other and just you know like focus on the mission yeah focus on the mission so God plans help us along the lines. And you, when you believe, you see it. You can't deny it. Then Saturday, so Friday evening, you know, we got good friends, about 10 friends uh, and, and, and their family uh, come, you know, um, to also join us to hike Saturday and Sunday. So our very good friend and catalyst, our senior catalyst called Lee Baba, a gentleman I love, I respect so much. Uh, I went to, actually, I went to a cracker dummy with him. Uh, he came, he, you know, he came as well. He lives in the UK, the catalyst in the UK, so he had come. So he came to join us with two other classmates, uh, Emmanuel um, Brenya and then uh, Astronica, that's his nickname. So they, uh, Brenya and Astronica came with their families, so their wives and then their, their children. So on Saturday, we all went to hike uh, a Fajito together. Then we did Tabo Falls. Then on Sunday, which was the last day, we went to just, we went to do really waterfalls. Then after that, we all came back to the to the lodge to have um, to have lunch. Okay, but for me, whilst we're having lunch, if you look at some of the pictures, you realize that I sat alone. And when I sat alone and I was looking at them, I was just super thankful for what God had done, and and the lessons were very very important to me. One, it's about friendship, and it's about family. Okay, and on Saturday when we had summit and we were descending, I think about three minutes into the descent, I overheard Brenya and Astronica saying, you know what, this thing is so good. Let's do it every month. You know, then Brenya was like, our work schedules may not permit, but let's do it every quarter. And it's interesting because I remember when I spoke to Astronica, he was the same guy who, he said, Michael, I thought I was fit, but this has exposed me. So when I look back at what they had taken out of it and, 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 and realize that, look, there's more they can do to be in better shape and, 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 and be in a better place, for me, it's priceless. You remember what I said? My, the rest of my life, I have dedicated it to helping other people find meaning to this. So by, by, by just creating, you know, an event like this for which, you know, my good old friends can come and partake in and realize that, you know what, there are some areas of their lives that they need to really, you know, change and focus and put more effort in. For me, it's priceless. 
It's priceless. Yeah, it's priceless. So when I heard them plan, I was like crazily excited and very, very happy, even though I didn't show it much. So on the Sunday when we were all having the family, you know, the, all of us were there and all of that. Friendship and family is key. It's key. So if you're listening, you're watching, do whatever it takes to maintain the best friendships that you can. Learn to forgive, learn to let go, learn to care, learn to love. But whatever you do, try your best to keep your families together as much as you can. Because when it's all said and done, that is what life is really about. So this uh, 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 week of endurance has been very, very fulfilling. It's something that I'll recommend to anybody. You don't have to do seven days as we did. You can do three days. You can do four days. You can do whatever it is. But here's the thing, my brothers and sisters. Find activities that takes you out of the city. That takes you into nature. That takes you into nature. Okay, trust me. I have been a city person chasing big dreams and all of those things. I can tell you that with what I have discovered, nothing beats you getting out there and re-energizing yourself, reflecting and introspecting. Get out there. Hike, walk, swim, but get out there. Because guess what? When you are out there in nature, what the way you feel, you have no idea. You have no idea. You have no idea. I don't know how else to express this. I don't know whether I should send everybody a million dollars for them to get out there in nature. But all I can say is get out, get out, get out. Now this one is done. Week of endurance is done. I will say it was a success. I will say that I also want to say big thank you to Ikea Donev for helping, you know, set it up. Cynthia, you know, Fiamor, and all of these people are catalysts who were part of it, who helped make it successful. Uh, if I've not mentioned your name, forgive me. But anybody in their own little ways who made it successful, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you as well. My parents were worried. They know that their son is a crazy son. But I know that their parents were with me, so I thank them as well. And uh, for all the people who are also on Facebook who have read some of the updates and shared their comments and support and all of that, thank you as well. Um, at the end of the day, this is the life. This is the life. And let us live it smart. The next event is September 3rd, which is the Marathon, Millennium Marathon. It's a 21K marathon. So a good number of us have already registered. If you've not registered, register, go out there, and let's, 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 let's succeed together. Then after that, I start winding up getting ready for Kilimanjaro. But now if you're listening, you're watching me. I am going to hoist the flag of Ghana on Mount Kilimanjaro. For Mother Ghana, not just Ghana, but for Africa. And I'm also going to do that for TMC, the Mental Catalyst Club. The only reason why I will not be able to do that is if God says no. But aside of that, nothing will stop me from summiting Kilimanjaro next month. So as you're listening, you're watching, I'm just an ordinary person who has decided to live his best life, to dare to challenge himself, to know himself through self-discovery, self-improvement, and self-mastery. And it's the same thing I wish for anybody who's listening. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Take that step. Dream big. If you have doubts, challenges, Hit me up. Call me. Let us have a conversation. When these events come up, participate. This is the life.
about three days ago, whilst we were there, or four, yeah, three days ago, I got a message on my WhatsApp. Somebody that I know so well went to bed and did not wake up. She was doing an all-night, you know, virtual all-night, gave her mom, you know, communion at night, you know, wished her good night, at 2 a.m. went to bed and did not wake up. Tomorrow is not promised any of us. Tomorrow is not promised any of us. When I look back in the past three years, I've lost good friends, good, good, close friends. So it's time for us to live. Not only live, but to live smart. So if you're listening, if you have emotional baggage, there are people out there that you have issues with, drop it, drop it, drop it. Call them, send them a message, make up. You don't have to be best friends. Let it go, let it go. I am going to kill you. I am going to kill you. Not for me, but for us. Kili will fall. Libaba, Kili will fall. Kili has fallen. Kili must fall. But surely, I am going to have a date with Kili. So till then, guys, thank you so much. I love you guys and take care. Bye-bye.